Welcome to The Old World Lives, a Warhammer Fantasy Battles podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Old World Lives, on Instagram at The Old World Lives, and you can reach us by email at theoldworldlives at gmail.com. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 54 of The Old World Lives, a Warmer podcast. I'm Chris, and this will be our... I'm going to say anniversary slash updates slash Warhammer previews slash miniatures previews slash other miniatures that you can use in the game episode. And with me tonight, I have uh, Morten. Hello, we are back. Took a long summer vacation, uh, but now we are back and we are excited for a new season of Warhammer. Indeed. And we also have with us uh, Niklas, if he's gotten his uh, head out of the Star Cream up there <laughs> yes i have i've stolen the lid to use as a makeshift palette so I, i've moved recently so I, I don't know where any of my things are by the way i love how you you paused like this is a warhammer podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been so long that i had to remember what we were actually usually talking talking about Main, mainly fantasy, but we will. Uh, we, we, we're open for. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how have you guys been enjoying the lovely, sunny, warm weather summer of uh, Sweden so far? Well, uh, I know you're saying this to be ironic, but for me, it's been a nice summer because I live on the, on the island in the sun. Yeah. But for <laughs> you poor guys on the west coast, mm, I'm sorry. The Jamaica of uh, Sweden. Erland. Oh yeah, man, yeah, man. Erland roots. I thought we decided that it was a peninsula, given it's connected to the mainland. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a suburb of Kalmar. Uh, well, that's not too bad. Kalmar is a cool. Kalmar is a Hansa yeah. city. Yeah. Don't insult Kalmar like that. Yeah. <laughs> they wish we were this. Well, we are the suburb. No, no worries. Uh, everything, it's, no? a, it's a lovely island, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but for us here on the west coast, it's been mainly storms and rain. Sometimes <laughs> raining sideways, sometimes raining uh, down to the down to ground. But somehow, just uh, about a half a meter above ground, just turning upwards and hitting you in the face. <laughs> that kind of rain. It's been lovely. I've been loving it. It's not. It's only been like 15 degrees Celsius centigrade. It's been a perfect summer. It's... UK weather. <laughs> I went to the UK and uh, it's not as bad there. It was perfect weather in the UK. It's like cloudy all day, so you could just walk around in the city without being too warm. So? Last time I went there, it was like a, a heat wave and it was like 40 degrees. So I, like, I definitely prefer this weather to that. <laughs> yeah, no heat waves for me. Yeah. yeah, but at least you have had what's technically called summer. <laughs> time off at least time off is important yeah i know i've had in total like two two days per month as proper holiday this uh, summer so it's been lovely uh, uh. <laughs> speaking of uh Morten, have you got any hobby done during your long summer vacation i have actually uh so um we're still working on our campaign that's going here. Uh, the Sorcerer's Skull, where uh, Nurgle, Chaos Dwarfs, and High Elves are fighting. And uh, 
we so we had a couple of games where they were everyone were looking for clues to try to find where the thief had gone who had stolen this skull, this magical skull. Uh, so we played all three of us uh, uh, in three games. So we had everyone faced everyone, and the winners of those games got a little clue. Uh, so the problem of both arranging a campaign and participating in it is, well, how do I make clues that I don't know myself? And, you know, so uh, I have a good friend at work who helped me with this. Uh, so basically, we, we got some uh, envelopes and the clues were uh, used for uh, the, the game that we had quite recently. So uh, we had a free for all, the uh, Battle Royale game, which is in the extended uh, Warhammer, well, the big uh, 8th edition rulebook, basically, where you have some extra campaigns um, or scenarios in the back. So um, Battle Royale, you can play, I think, up to five players or something. But uh, you play simultaneously and uh, the turns are a bit more uh, intermingled, which is really fun, I think. It's a cool way of playing the game. And uh, we set up the board and had uh, 2,000 points each, I think. And uh, basically, uh, the board was divided into... Well, there were six terrain pieces, right? Uh, so, yeah, imagine six pieces in uh, each of the six uh, squares of the, the table. Um, and in one of those six, the uh, skull would be hidden and the thief. Uh, and we had no idea, but those of us who had won games had uh, a clue that said not in four, for example. So I had won two games, actually. So I, I, had, I knew that one third of the of the table i knew was the the skull couldn't be basically but you know we could uh, fool each other a bit with deployment setting up where i knew it wasn't but still you know tricking some other people into going there um and uh, since i had won the other games we said that i got to deploy in the middle uh, which is the worst position because you just get blasted by two other armies from the start and uh, i made a tactical retreat as soon as possible and tried to run away and regroup and I was lucky because the way I ran to uh, is where I found the skull. So um, uh, it was a fun game, very intense. And uh, I managed to hold on. And luckily for me, we, we managed, uh, well, we had this random end time, right? So we would roll at the start of uh, turn four or something. And uh, the game ended while I still controlled the skull. Uh, if we had played one more turn, I'm pretty sure I would have lost it to the high elves. Uh, but it was fun, and in a way it was good for the sake of the campaign, because now we're going to have a final mission, where uh, my, uh, my Nurgle worshippers have gotten control of the skull, and they will try to cast some uh, unholy spell. And uh, there will be an apocalyptic end mission, where it's me against the other two, and they will have to join forces against me. Oh. Uh, but because of this, I want to play like... Well, they will have 2,000 points each, and I will have at least 4,000 points. So I need to paint up a lot of things for this, and some <laughs> terrain also. And uh, that's what I've been working on. And um, it's been pretty good. I have painted up uh, three of the Plague Toads. So I have a unit of Plague Toads now. I've finished up my unit of um, Plague Bearers, the demons. So I painted uh, five more, and a uh, Herald is the name of the the hero for the demon army, right? Um, and now I am... Oh, uh, sorry. The, it reminds me of the, like, the final scenario in, in uh, Tamarakan, when uh, he's doing like the ritual in the, like a monastery or something. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. 
go get him before he finishes. Exactly. It will be something like this. But uh, instead of Tamarkan, it's Poseidon who's leading my army. Ah, oh, good joke for you Gothenburg people. He's got a trident and everything, so <laughs> very happy about Poseidon. Um, Does he carry a strategic, strategically placed card in his in one of his hands? So it's from some, <laughs> some angles you see him with a massive, uh, you know? No, he doesn't need it. He, he, uh, he's got... So it fell off then. Yes. <laughs> um, good, good. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a good campaign. And at the moment I am painting up six... Blight drones? What is the name? The, the, the demon flies, you know. Rot, the, the rot flies are the flies, but the unit is called plague drones, I think. Plague drones. Hmm. So there's you know, the plague bearers that ride those things. Yes, it's a rare choice for uh, um, yeah, the demons of Chaos Army. And uh, they are monstrous cavalry, and they, can, they have a hover, so they are they they they're flying, but they cannot march while flying. They they can hover over things, but so they can move ten, I think, right? But they can't move twenty inches. Um, but uh, they're pretty good. Fair I enough. I hope so. So um, I'm working frantically to try to get this done. So when everything is painted in the train, we will have our final game, and then we will wrap up the campaign, which uh, I think it's good. Uh, trying to not keep it well. It shouldn't be so long that it just, you know, runs out in the sand that you never finish it. It's better to keep it keep it short, uh, and then we could do another campaign after that instead. That's the yeah. plan. It's way better to have like a, a focused campaign with a focused uh, narrative. Yeah. Then you, yeah. Then you just want to do the next one. Yeah, exactly. So um I think that's all I've been doing. I'm trying to look over the Maybe some uh, secret things, but I can't tell them here in case the other campaign players will listen to this podcast and hear about it. So I might have to reveal those after we play the final game. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, who else has done some progress, hobby progress? Nik Niklas hasn't. Uh, no, I've been away. <laughs> Like, I've been away this whole vacation. I, I'm actually sitting and painting now. Oh? Uh, but it's uh, it's elves. But are they are they elves for Warhammer Fantasy? They they, they are not elves. No? <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, how much have you been playing uh, uh, Middle Earth? What is it called? Lord of the Rings? Blah, blah, blah. It's called Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game. Oh yeah, yeah. I told these guys before that I'm like I signed up for a tournament. I saw like because I'm part of that group on Facebook. I saw like oh we're having a tournament uh, like in Gothenburg. Like oh ah. be cool. I could go for that. And they're also looking for people that could bring tables and train. Hmm? And I have like a foldable table now and train. So that would be nice to like have a use for it. Um. So I. Played, a, I mean, I, I started playing this game when I was like 15 or something, like back mm -hmm. in school uh, when it first came out. And then, like, once in a while, I played a little bit and started again. And then, uh, before I moved here, they, they, like, they were storing it up uh, at my old game club. Uh, so then I dusted off my old elves, the Rivendell elves. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, so you just had a bunch of those laying around from before when I was uh, a mere child. Uh, so I painted some of them up and then I didn't really finish. So I'm just like finishing off some of those elves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, I started reading uh, The Fall of uh, Gondolin. Go. Oh. This is like a, a new version out by Christopher Tolkien. Okay. Uh, he released that and uh, Baron and Luthien. Nice. Uh, it's basically like he edited uh, the, the texts that were written about by Tolkien. Oh, they, uh, they were not completely done or? No. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, I read The Children of Hurin as well uh, many years ago. Uh, and that was the kind of the same thing that he edited like some some stuff that wasn't finished and that was great and i loved it but mm-hmm. this book is very hard to read because mm-hmm. it's like all the dialogue is in uh, old english oh. like and he saith unto him yay this is kind of kind of tough to get through that sounds uh, hard. You should just watch the Rings of Power series. <laughs> Much easier. Well, it's great if you want to have a watch a series that costs a billion that uses LARP armor and uh, just made a fan fiction of everything. Also, that's the second age, Morton. Oh, sorry. <laughs> also, speaking of uh, Tolkien, there there is a new uh, audio version of uh, the, the Silmarillion. Read oh. by Andy Serkis. Oh. I got it last night, and it's actually... I haven't listened much, but it is captivating. Mm-hmm. The... In, in his golem voice, all of it. <laughs> no, not the golem voice. Uh, the uh, regular voice. <laughs> I, uh, th- those two words don't, don't match in my head. The Silmarillion and captivating. It's like... <laughs> or maybe the, thing. the, 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 the beginning still... is captivating. But like, in the end, just just like facts, facts hitting your face, yeah. And then it just jumps like a thousand years, and like here's another fact. Yeah, and then there's a <laughs> random song. Yes, <laughs> maybe soothing. You want to go? So to it's sleep. the it's the perfect version of a textbook for university. Just facts, facts, yeah. facts. Random song, <laughs> some facts, maybe something quirky, and then something completely irrelevant that the, the author thought was funny. Yeah. That no one else uh, that can't relate to that uh, happening. I just think it is funny. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so no dwarves in uh, Middle Earth for you? No. Um, uh, <laughs> it's funny that, like, <laughs> in this uh, Fall Gone link, because it's like an old uh, version of the story. Like, th- these elves keep being referred to as gnomes as well ah and they're like uh good at smelling and stuff and it kind of goes back to like the the nordic folklore of elves and like black elves being more closely closer to dwarves Mm -hmm. yeah but uh, i was thinking about you having armies in the game you 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 don't want to play dwarves when you play a game Uh, not really no, I mean, good with variation. Yeah, um, uh, 
I don't know. I I mean, I I love fantasy dwarves, uh, mm -hmm. like Warhammer fantasy dwarves, but that's the thing. Also, like that that keeps me stopping playing this game is that it's an incredible world, but it is kind of dry in that. Mm -hmm. Like you can't. I mean, of course, you can delve deeper into the lore and stuff, but uh, I think. Uh, like Warhammer is more open to interpretation. You can do more of your own stuff and ah, yeah. things. You can't yeah, really make up many things in no, that's true. Middle Earth. Uh, it's, it's more yeah. historical re reenactment yeah. of fake events. Yeah. And like you basically play the characters of each faction. Like you, you always have named characters, yeah. and they have these abilities. And then it's kind of more like deck building somehow mm -hmm. they have a very limited amount of stuff that you can pick and these limited <clears throat> name characters have like different abilities um so it's a, it's a very different game and mm -hmm. it it's not it's not as fulfilling as warhammer you mm -hmm. can't you can't have that big armies you can't build things that freely so um I mean, I love Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. It'll be fun to go to this tournament, see a bunch of cool armies, and uh, the game itself is really good. Mm. So, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. What I'm doing. So, I'm doing. What's going to be your next project for uh, the autumn? Any, any new fantasy project, or are you expanding any armies, or what's, what's happening? So, Actually, when I went to England now, I picked up because uh, I ordered uh, from like Facebook Market, I guess. Uh, I ordered another chariot for my Dark Elves that I'm going to put a Dreadlord on, like the mm -hmm. like guy with a like the big ass sword is resting on his shoulder, and in his left hand he's holding like a tiny dragon. Oh, cool! Uh, so I had that model, and I love him, but I like can't just put him on foot. Like, what can I do? Just walk around and look badass on the ground? And then I was like, oh, no, I can actually put him in a chariot. And then I realized that you can have two chariots as one special choice. So that's even better. So I'm going to put him on a chariot. And then I also got uh, uh, Rackarth, Beast... Beast Master or Beast Lord? I don't know what he is. Beast Guy. Yeah. So I, I mentioned earlier that I would use like the Dragon Rider was building as him, but then I someone posted like the actual model on a page, and I was like, "Well, I got to gotta get him." <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be fun to have like a, an old school S dragon as well. I never had one. Yeah, they are interesting to build. I can say for sure. I have several. They're interesting to build. <laughs> yeah, and this one is metal. It's heavy yeah. as shit. So it's the forest dragon I have, and the, the fit for some of the, the pieces are not good enough uh, to not use uh, pinning and green stuff. Yeah. So that will be interesting. But they look good, the classic models. For their era. Yeah, they're... <laughs> I mean, they're a bit goofy, but uh, in a good way. They're very, very Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah, they fit their era they released in the 5th edition, so to speak. So, what about you, Chris? Any hobby done? 
Well, I did start painting my uh, what are they called the uh, the prince on uh, Griffin, and then I realized the tail was missing, so I stopped. It's it's probably broken in the move, so it's probably in the box that I that I put it in, but I have to, to just pick it up. Uh, yeah. So that one is, uh, yeah. I've also been painting my uh, Leviathan. I am working on the oils for it currently. Oh, I was gonna. Uh, I was like Leviathan. Ah, for heresy. Yes. Yes. Is this some bigger mere worm or something for the high house or what am I missing? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would that would be grand, wouldn't it? Yeah. I've been working on the Leviathan. I have. Uh, been planning mostly because I, because I am tr going to make a full new high elf army for the whole world, but mm -hmm. I'm but I'm going to use the luminous mm -hmm. models that I own, so I'm going to spoil it now. I do have enough uh, of pretty much everything to make at least a sixth edition legal army for just the luminous oh. models. Oh, nice! So yeah, it's it's that it's that, but then I run into the ever. Uh, the everlasting discussion of uh, what bases to use, but if I am I'm only ah. going to use, but if I am only going to use it in the old world, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to put it on ten to fives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And really, um, would it it wouldn't matter that much in the sixth edition either? Really, the base sizes for those, if you can just count and measure. Yeah, hasn't hasn't that been more or less confirmed? With uh, at least standard infantry will move to twenty five. Yeah, the twenty mil, mil, mil infantry will move to twenty fives. Uh, we have no uh, no word on what ex exact measurements of the cav bases or monstrous yeah. bases will be. Though. But you could start with all the infantry for the army. That that's something at least. Yeah. But do you have any? Will you follow any of uh, any of the provinces, uh, or will you make your own color scheme? What are you oh, thinking? It, will, it, it, it will be an extension of what I already got and use a uh, Calador army. Mm hmm. Nice. I might I might actually use uh, sword masters as sword masters unless I convert the uh, not the sword masters from uh, uh, the Lumineth, but the ones with the massive hammers, and just remove the oh, yeah. cow heads on their helmets and uh, uh, giving them swords instead, or axes just to make sure that they are more like uh, the Caledorian hearth guard or something, the, the forge guard of Hoeth or something like that. Mm -hmm. To be no, fair, be then, cool. or I just uh, say they are the forge guard and, and let them have the the hammers count them as hal the two hundred hammers count as halberds and use them as phoenix guard. Mm -hmm. Many options, indeed. Uh, Even how uh, yeah, you know, like uh, elven forge guards. Uh, in, in the fall of Gonley, I just gotta say that it's it's insane. Like, first of all, there are like a hundred Balrogs just casually showing up to, to fuck up the elves. <laughs> yeah. And then the elves are just, yeah. like, killing them. Like, oh, and then he killed a Balrog. And then he killed another one. And mm -hmm. this guy, who has a nice axe, killed five Balrogs. Like, what mm -hmm. the fuck? Uh, yeah. they, were, they were nerfed in later ages. <laughs> yeah, like in later, the... later editions of the, of the Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the Forge Guards, they, they were, like, smashing Balrogs. But... Yeah. And that uh, just uh, listen to the Anarian short story, read something about the the elves battling chaos before under an Anarian, yeah. and their magic items are just so much more powerful. And uh, even in the uh, 
what is it? The, the, the Sundering series, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Where uh, Malekith goes uh, emo. That yeah. series. Uh, and there's... Malekith is on. Yeah. Fair. But that, that's when he turns the emo. Then. Yeah. He just... Uh, one day he starts listening to uh, My Chemical Romance and just realizes this is the dark path I'm going to go through <laughs> down it. <laughs> No, no relations to real life. But I mean, there there are those in those books when they they are fighting the elves of Nagarith, uh, and one is yeah, I have this magic lance. It's it's pretty much fits in my pocket. I'm just gonna oh, open, put, put it up, extend it, and mm-hmm. it's a magic ice lance that freezes the enemies when you poke them with it, and you can f- fire <laughs> frost shards with it. <laughs> And that is is a basic. Uh, That's just a spider, no, like a kitchen appliance. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like sting, like sting in uh, Lord of, uh, the Gondolin era. Oh yeah, letter opener. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that that's what I've been doing. Then, then, then I'm also work working on finding all the bits after the move because because everything that wasn't the first priority of just putting putting everything on the painting table for my uh, conversion of uh, Eltharion that's uh, turning into a dragon prince instead. Mm. So nice, those, nice. Uh, I'm not sure if he's actually going to go on the. Uh, a Carmine Dragon or one of the dragons from uh, Age of Sigmar that I got. I might use the Age of Sigmar dragons just mm-hmm. for fun if we're going to play uh, War of the Beard with the 25mm based infantry Ooh. and have those as Drake Riders uh, or that Dragon Princess cool. as they're called. Yeah. That would be cool. The Dissing Dragons? Hmm? Is that the Disney Dragons? Yeah, those with the flat uh, nosed dragons that are the heads looks more like they are pro- some kind of smaller dragon, I'm thinking. A sly smile. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, apart but, from the head, I think, I mean, it's a dragon. It's a big-ass dragon. Yeah. And, uh, well, these are the uh, smaller Storm Drake Riders, what they're called. Oh, from yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are perfect. I think that the smaller yeah. ones look better, to be honest. Yeah, like they, yeah, they, yeah they do. They do. This, the large ones look really good as painting projects, though. Mm-hmm. But the small ones, uh, I'm thinking of using those uh, to have two as uh, dragon princes for for yeah uh, war of war of uh, the beard slash war of vengeance. But then I would just need to find a dwarf player who has enough dwarfs to play that, and also have a zeppelin. Zeppelin, mm. thunderbolt. Well, uh, yeah, they use they use those those to hunt the dragons. Yeah, like once. Yeah, and it worked. Then when it, well, the first time it didn't work because then the dragon just killed it. When they had like eight of them and surrounded the dragon, then it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm ready. Whenever you have enough elves, I'm always here. Yeah, we're looking forward to that uh, 2035 game of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think it will be worth wait waiting for. Uh, imagine a campaign uh, with that setting. That could be cool. It's. Uh, I have found uh, a bit more of a hobby urge after I've sorted apartment, uh, gotten better, uh, a better deal with my job and actually a permanent position, and not just uh, oh will I will I have a contract after six months? You know that lovely feeling. No, exactly. 
you know you don't really want to buy a new army when you <laughs> during that time no <laughs> and not 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 and also not during those times when you used yeah since it's the first still the first six months i am technically working 80 percent of a full-time employment and uh, yeah hmm. but enough about uh, that uh how about the uh, some news Yes, just going to talk about that. I'm thinking. We sh- let's talk about a few models that we can use in fantasy f- or in more time first, and then yeah. we go into more of a heavier discussion about the old world. Mm-hmm. Well, there's been a lot of uh, models. Uh, should we talk about uh, the one that came out a long time ago that is actually for the old world? The Bretonian yes. Knight Banner Bearer, Standard Bearer, even. Yeah, we did realize uh, leading into uh, uh, going up to this episode that uh, we actually released uh, the last episode before the last preview, which was in, in the early uh, the first of July. So hey, yeah, just... <laughs> but we didn't get too much more. So okay, so so far for the new edition, we have uh, a tomb king, a, a Bretonian on foot, and this Bretonian guy on a horse, right? Yeah, yeah, shock horror! A Bretonian knight on a horse. <laughs> How do yeah, they release something that makes sense? Looks Speaking very similar to the old. There's also that leak recently, or supposed <laughs> leak. Yeah, of the Pegasus knight. But uh, given that they haven't even uh, deigned to make an uh, like a emergency post about it, we'll see what it's about. I think. Okay, I think I missed that. Was it a sprue or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the one you shared in the group, right? I think I remember. Yeah. That. Yeah, that might like be an actual leak because I remember when like the starter box of the heresy was leaked, and they mm-hmm. didn't make a post about it because yeah. usually it's like a fake leak, and then they just post like a oh, and we just casually had an article prepared about this. Thing. Yeah, oh. and we we all we all know that the quote unquote leaks that they mostly do oh, just a, a potato photo the day before, and then it's oh look, we got to show this up in a great photo. Yeah, leaks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a way to keep <laughs> keep us uh, excited. Let, let, let's spend no money on marketing because everyone will market <laughs> it by sharing it. So it's so, kind of brilliant. Annoying, but brilliant. Hmm? But oh, the, the Paladin, I think a lot of people were just a bit miffed. That, like, they didn't really show that much. And it's, I don't know, like, they they announced we will show stuff. And then people <laughs> think like, oh, Think of all of these things they're going to show, and then they show mm. a thing. Mm. And fair, they did. They did. They mentioned that they were going to show, show one stuff before mm. the, the preview. So they were going to show one one thing yeah. for the old world. But yeah. I think that the, almost that they couldn't have shown nothing, and it would have been, bet, been better at that point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a bit weak. Mm. Yeah, but uh, let's just discuss, discuss the model. How do you feel about that? He's small. Looks small. This, On a big small? horse. <laughs> he looks like he's small, like the rider. Or the horse is very big. I don't know. What about the base? So this is definitely on a bigger cavalry base again? Uh, yeah, I do think the base is bigger. Hmm? I don't know, maybe that yeah. makes the horse look bigger. But... 
don't know, I feel like it matches the old aesthetic very well, at least. I mean, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the, the fifth, sixth edition stuff. Mm -hmm. But as you said, it's nothing really like, whoa. Yeah. Just, no. That might also be because we are so used to see all these overly decorated uh, Age of Sigmar models these days. Yeah, that's a good point. But I also think that we could probably build this ourselves from the night kit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think like he's supposed to be the, the battle standard bearer, so I think that he'd be a bit more heroic. Because he I don't know, maybe the reason he looks small is because he kind of looks like he's slouching like in the saddle. Uh, like he's not like going forward looking heroic. And that'd be fine for a standard bearer, but maybe not a battle standard bearer. Because I like, I, I like the, the previous model more, the big iron foot. He looks like he's pumping his chest up. Like he looks <laughs> like he is a character. Somehow. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan, to be honest, of this guy. Not in like, I, I don't actively like him, but it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What uh, what other models has there been? There's been a lot for Age of Sigmar. Uh, the cities of Sigmar. Oh, oh. yes, the new uh, Empire range. I guess. Well, the new the new replacement for the Empire models in Age of Sigmar, at least. Yeah, yeah. So they removed a lot of the kits, right? So you, before you could buy. State troopers and great swords and stuff, and I think they removed yeah. a lot of them now. Uh, and possibly some, just rebasing, reboxing yeah, them. Yeah, I'm thinking they will be reboxed and uh, really released for the old world. Yeah, because since they are going to use as seem to be using as much uh, old kits as uh, possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the cities of cities of Sigmar, I think it's uh, it's a cool. Uh, uh, design that they've gone for this time. I like. I mean, it's good that they they look like something different. This is something new and unique. Looks good. A bit yeah. more. I don't know. Which so era would you uh, think? Something is weird. Like the the dark elves are still part of that faction. Ah, they haven't split that off. Yeah, but the dark elves are they a part of the old world? The Dark Elves in that faction, or what? In general. <laughs> I don't know. Just feel like a, a, a weird friendship with these yeah. really good guys and Dark Elves. I don't know the Dark Elves lore and the Age of Sigmar, but... Yeah, n neither do most... Uh people given that they haven't gotten a re-release properly in Age of Sigmar yet. Ah, okay. Hmm. But there are some uh, nice models. I've mentioned it before. The uh, knights will be great as mercenary knights if you repurpose them a bit. I say that hmm. the regular infantry will also be great as mercenaries for the old world uh, setting. But uh, the large uh, gunners with shields and uh, handguns and f fire pikes and the cannons, well, there they could possibly be used as bits boxes for terrain like uh, you, you do like a river patrol boat with those uh, shields and uh, sw oh, yeah. and sw like swivel guns or something 
something like that, but uh, they would look a bit off in a ranked unit of handgunners. Yeah. Braganza's Besiegers, maybe. A modern version uh, of them. Well, if you replace them and give them crossbows instead. Yeah, of course, of course. But I'm thinking, lots of good bits. Uh, they do have the uh, new perfect... Uh, like a cult militia leader or a Magos on a Bayant for heresy as a leader for that uh, faction. They have a massive Manticore beast thing to, to fly around on. Ah, yeah, great, that was cool. Great monster, but I don't like the throne, uh, that straight back to throne that goes on it. It's even worse than the old thrones that were in the like, 5th and 6th edition. <laughs> but the Manticore itself, yeah, maybe if you just wanted us, just the monster could work. Yeah. Looks pretty good. Don't know if it's got balls, but Jens will find <laughs> out. Yeah, that's yeah, what we have Jens for. Yep. He knows already. He's got a man on the inside. Talking about all the freaking <laughs> balls. But then we could just mention stuff that has been released for uh, that could easily be repurposed for more time. Uh-huh. Uh, some okay. more war bands. Yeah, we can start off with uh, a this is a Warcry release, I think. Yeah, the Underworld's release, and it is a Scabix Plague Pack, which are a perfect set of uh, well, Clan Pestilence rats. It can mm -hmm. just be bulked out with a few more giant rats, and you have a warband. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I love these uh, warbands because they're so. Uh, I mean, the models are so charismatic. Uh, so if you just have a, a unit of plague monks. You could use these as characters for units, you know, yeah. things like that. Unit yeah. fillers. A little you can cool use them as like char characters for Clan Pestilence Army for yeah. fans as well. You have a Plague Priest, you have a, like a Sensor Bear character, a guy with two knives, stuff like that. It's awesome. So very yeah. nice. Yeah, they're great. But uh, any other war models, bands? Actually. They have. Yes, actually. Uh, there's the Monster Killers uh, Cruel Boys Warband, which are the orcs that could be used. This one with the monkeys. I, I don't, I don't remember this one. <laughs> Give me a second. What kind of monkeys are we talking? I just sent it in the Discord chat. Okay, wait. And I have to put down my painting and stuff. <laughs> Uh, so are they more uh, savage orcs or are oh, there? Oh yeah, those monkeys. Yeah, I'm thinking that could be uh, quite a good use, especially if you uh, perhaps uh, do uh, like a lost your campaign or some other setting for more time than uh, the city itself. Mm -hmm. Just imagine those monkeys uh, attacking uh, like a skink or something. Yeah. Definitely. The orcs themselves, they are very weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't really like the new design of the orcs. They're a bit more slender than the classic orcs. Uh, They're a different breed of orcs in this case, in uh, Age of Sigma. Yeah. And they still have the very short legs to the body. I don't know. It's something. I guess they always had that, but yeah. when they were bulkier, it didn't look... But they're also good. Uh, at least the, the boss for this is uh, quite useful as a base for a just a character for an orc army, really. Yeah. 
if you want to have something that looks a bit different. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really line up that well with uh, like six six dead plastic orcs, but uh, yeah. Now it's in interesting stuff. Yeah. Then there's also the uh, wild 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 corpse hunters uh, for Warhammer and uh, Warhammer Warcry. Were they the the beastmen? They might. Uh, they might be Warcry. They are linked uh, in the. They're posted in the Discord as well. If you scroll up a bit. Mm -hmm. They're the human hunters with all the dogs. Ah. Oh yeah, the second witch hunter warband. Yeah, or the extend or the extension uh, for all of the other characters that are not witch hunters in a witch hunter warband. Yeah. Yeah, they look they look good. They are really great. Uh, just uh, bases for uh, for a militia unit for empire, or if you want to do the more mercenary theme, or uh, as a start of a warband for Morheim. Given that they're pretty much just kitted out with dogs and everything, yeah. and that little uh, uh, standalone head in a bag or whatever it is that walks around for on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have one of those. Yeah, but I think uh, if you don't want hand crossbows, you can just mod those crossbows for one of them into like handguns or pistols or something like that. If I have one with the brace of pistols or something like that. Mm -hmm. Easy stuff. Wasn't there some beastmen? Some new beastmen? I thought I saw it today on the... I can't remember. Maybe it's an old kit. Maybe. So much stuff. So much stuff. There were... Um, I saw today a preview of some uh, uh, Blood Bowl Nurgle guy. Some star player. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it could be used. I already got the Blood Bowl Nurgle team and used for a lot of... Well, Poseidon, for example. Is built yeah, the, uh, there is a Pestilent Prince of the Blood Bowl pitch. The, what we have is yeah. Bile Vomit Flesh. Yeah, that's him. Quite, that's, him. Quite a, that's just a name taken uh, from a D6 table, isn't it? Or D6 table. Definitely. That's just words. That's not the name. They've <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. given up. They give. There's so much Nurgle stuff. They really like that. They also did a lovely new knight with a long lance that uh, people can use. Not for this game, but uh, it's there. Uh, oh, wait. It's, you're getting there. Now I'm getting it. <laughs> What's the name again? Is it just called Night Lancer? What is the yeah, name? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the worst of the Serastus Knights. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Castigator, not an Acheron, it's just a Lancer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or Lancer. Yeah, it looks super cool, but yeah, I think they're kind of shit. But something that looks really cool, cool I just have to mention it, is the uh, little uh, made-to-order diorama for uh, Middle-earth. Yeah. Oh, is the Hobbit's hiding from the ring rate? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That would be nice. I like the... When they made the Hobbit houses some time ago also. It'd be nice to just make a little thing for a, you know, a, co a coffee table decoration. Just have a little Hobbit hole. 
and a bunch of uh, static grass and flowers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which of uh, there's at least one train company that makes uh, similar fronts for Hobbitons. Mm. Oh, nice. Um, can't remember it, which it is now, but we can look it up after. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're not that hard to make, and they do make. I either like a coffee table decoration or like. Uh, have you, do you know what a book nook is? As if like an alley shaped uh, diorama that you put in a bookcase between books. Oh, yeah. That you can put a light light source or something in. Yeah. That's... Look like a lit up alley or something. That you could yeah. do that as well with a Hobbit hole, I think. Yeah. Within the, uh, you know, and you have, have it make, make it look like you have uh, the Hobbit book or something there. That you open the cover and then you can see yeah. this inside. Or if you oh. just uh, do one of the, like, uh, you can just look down and you see, like, uh, one of the hallways in uh, Erebor or Minas yeah. or just any of uh, the large indoor scenes, pretty much. Yeah. Or, or alleyways or something like that. Yeah, I see some, I've seen some cool examples of that. It's, yeah. it's tempting. <laughs> but now we're just talking hobby, we can't have that, can we? No, no, no. How... Is your dragon doing in Morton? Oh, the the giant chaos dragon, you say? The one that like is the t- ten times the mass of the S dragon that I just got. Yes. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, it's doing fine. I don't know. Well, maybe I I can't say more now until the campaign is over. We will see what happens, but. Uh... <laughs> What, what Maybe else have you got it could it could still be unassembled. So, um, hmm. what 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 other things do you have left? Uh, I'd rather not disclose. <laughs> 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 it'll be a uh, it'll be a fun surprise. Um, now, now I'm expecting everything to be finished when you finish that campaign. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, more or less, I, I I think looking over what I have, I I, I feel like I'm getting to the end of my Nurgle army. I'm, I was thinking of, is there anything else to buy? Um, I, was, I was quite close. Well, close. I tried. Um, but I had an idea for, uh, for Chaos Furies. Uh, and do you remember these, uh, the flies that they released? They're rot stinger flies. When they did uh, the, called? the Rogue Trader warband that fights Nurgle in a ship. Do you remember that? Or yes. okay, yeah. So in that kit, they had some curse mites, which were basically some sort of dog mite thing uh, do- running around. But they also had these ice ice stinger swarms. I think was the, th- the name. So basically, tiny rot flies. And so some of the models were just uh, a single one, and some were like a swarm of flies. And I thought oh, that would be cool to use as furies for an Urgal army, right? Just like, here comes the flies. It would be so thematic. Um, so I tried to get them from a, 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 some sort of source uh, that might make such models. Uh, and apparently said company was based in uh, a country that mm. may be at war at the moment. And because of that, <laughs> uh, I couldn't get the models. So I don't know. The flies are not coming. Yeah, but I'm thinking yeah. you should just buy three or four boxes of the Gellepox Infected from Games Workshop, given that they have like three of the flies, or four of the flies in the, each box. 
Ah, so you, they still sell them at? Uh... Yeah, you can buy the entire the, the entire day as a separate kill team. It's uh, five hundred ten kroners from uh, GDubs. Mm. So, how many flies do I get? Did you say I don't get all of the? There were four of them, and I wanted all four. Uh, but uh, well, there's one separate fly on a base. I can see there's uh, one set of uh, just a lot of flies on a base, and there's uh, mm -hmm. a set of uh, larger flies on a base. Uh, so you could okay. probably just uh, maybe, maybe cut it a, is all up a bit. Yeah, we will see. Maybe the dream is not over, and then I will have to make something of the ah, but. Yes, we will get back to uh, the big Chaos Dragon, of course. Yeah. Uh, in the next episode, maybe. We will see. Uh, not, to be, not to be tempting, but I just posted them in, in the chat so you can see them. Then thank you. More band. Let's see. Let me see. Uh... <laughs> oh. Wait. What did I do? I just wrote it there. Uh, yeah, but that's it. You have the Curse Mites. That should be... I think that is all of the flies, actually, in that kit. Uh, and then those... I mean, they are some really cool... Uh, I think they were called Plague Hulks or something. Like, these really big... They could be used yeah. as ogres, I guess. Oh, yeah, or... If I need uh, if you, more Nurgle ogre, ogres. Or uh, another Mordheim Warband starts. Oh, yes. So, you, so, so, so I'm uh. guessing that, given what you're playing, and uh, even the games you play, you could you probably just repurpose all of that into something. Yeah, probably somehow. Uh, but no, generally, I feel like uh, the Nurgle army is coming to a close, and uh, not sure what the next army is going to be. I feel I, I have been feeling Tomb Kings, but mm -hmm. I don't want to start until they release the old world again. Yeah, that is the it will be good. Will be good uh, when they release it. Uh, if they release Tomb Kings. Yeah. That's I remember you talked about Tomb Kings, like when you thought you had placed an order and then... Apparently I, like, I hadn't. Yeah. And I'm really happy that I hadn't, because now I'm, I want to see what new things there will bring out and what the base sizes will be and everything. So, yeah. Uh, it, but this has been good for me. I've, you know, I'm actually finishing things that I have at home. Except maybe the Death Corpse of Krieg army that I shouldn't have bought. But other than that, I feel like it's uh, it's kind of nice, you know. I've having this progress and seeing that ah, now this thing is done. Now this thing is done, and the pile of shame is just getting smaller and smaller. So who knows? Maybe I'll have to finish some uh, pile of shame uh, Dogs of War models after these. Uh, if, so, uh, uh, so so you have worked so much on the pile of shame that this is more turning into a pile of potential potential or pi pile of potential more buys. Yes, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's um, impossible. <laughs> I tell you, there is a way. Just uh, if, if, wait for the new edition to drop, and you will finish everything because it takes forever. <laughs> when will they? Uh, but speaking of that, should we talk about the news about uh, the new edition? Uh, I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm gonna think we should talk about that. Krell said he couldn't be for this recording tonight because it was busy. No. Oh. Who would have thought that? Yeah, and if if any of you can check uh, Krell's status in this chat chat for uh, what he's doing currently, you can see what he, that he's not that busy. Is he playing a game? Yeah, he's playing Baldur's Gate three. Ah, boo! So, so not to name and shame you, Krell, but you'll be named and shamed. <laughs> <laughs> How could you choose that over us? Ah, um. 
But there was a development post about uh, the new Old World Lives. Yeah, uh, and well, uh, do, you, do you want to know when it was posted? Uh, probably a month ago or something. Uh, almost the 24th of July. Oh, yeah. Very recently. <laughs> yeah, but it starts up with, just as I mentioned, a lovely, lovely photo of uh, high elves charging right into a dwarf line with that uh, oh. dwarf uh, fortress in the background and the hills and everything. Yeah, that's a classic fucking dwarf fortress. It's in the 6th edition army book as well. Mm. And it doesn't look like the, uh, the chariots in that photo have larger bases. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. But maybe they have had a good base. Speaking of which, those pictures uh, started a lot of uh, speculation about base sizes. <laughs> okay. Did people try to measure and compare and uh... oh yeah i mean people use like digital measurement <laughs> devices to uh, okay yeah, what did they I've... find this is but yeah, i just had to mention say that never before have i seen a unit of slayers ranking up so so good so well ah so they are on bigger bases yes yeah, yeah definitely slayers don't rank that well otherwise no <laughs> but that's uh, I think we had time to think about that and I think we're all happy about the bigger base size now right yeah yeah um, I like it I like it from modeling perspective I've, I've mentioned this I know, know that uh, know that I've mentioned this for basically as long as the podcast have be- existed that uh, I, <laughs> I want bigger, bigger bases just because it looks better but yeah. through, through, through life I actually was mentioned this even back in like 2003, 2004 as well, <laughs> but because it just looks better if you put uh, all, pretty much every model that goes on a 20, 20 mil base on a 25 mil base it looks yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. But um, and then with this uh, news, we got some information on. Oh well, how big will the units be? Hmm. Will you feel them? You know, we've had different things. Uh, first, there were like four. Four models wide was a rank, and then it turned to five models rank. And then there were horde rules to have ten models wide, uh, and uh, all kinds of things. So, what they said in this post was basically that they would it was good with wider units, right? They said something about that. You you get to strike with all the models in the front rank, in even... the fighting rank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Which if they're not in base contact. Yes, and fighting rank, I guess, could be first and second, for example, or first, second, and third if you have spears. Maybe that's just the term. They are in the fighting ranks, yeah. and they can fight. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's something we have to wait and see what it actually means in reality. But yeah, mm-hmm. but but okay. So first, uh, I mean, I I can understand. So you have two units, or say. Three units fighting. It's two on one side and one on the other, and it's always a bit wonky trying to position them and how many models. Oh, this guy is diagonally touching that guy's base, so he can fight. I guess that could be nicer to just say, "Okay, I have this many models. You have that many models. Let's roll." Yeah, it'll be nicer. It will solve the like the closing the gap thing as well. Yeah, because uh, like the units magically move to maximize the number of guys. Yeah, uh, it's like it, it I mean, makes sense. I mean, they they want to get into combat, but it feels a bit wonky. And I think this will just 
be an elegant solution to to solve the game mechanics of it. Yeah, so you don't have to have the you won't have any wraparound things either, right? I mean, on the board you just see two blocks fighting, but this is yeah. just you know uh, a representation yeah. of a swirling melee, of course, with two battle lines pushing and pulling, right? So I think yeah. that's nice. Although I instantly started thinking like, oh well, how will this be abused? Will people just do a conga line of you know fifty models wide? Everyone can fight. They, they uh, also mentioned that the like the wider the unit or the bigger they are, the less maneuverable they would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking. Th I think they hopefully have looked into uh, some way of offsetting uh, with versus mobility. Because yeah. obviously a unit that is uh, 10, 15 models wide will be quite hard to maneuver. Especially mm. if you are not as, uh, as a, well, if you see in these photos that they don't have anything between the, the combat lines, there's a flat, flat surface. But if you have like a wall or anything, you can have to maneuver around a wall. And it just, uh, mm. yeah. 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 You mentioned pushing and pulling. That's another thing they mentioned. That they yeah. Do introduce or reintroduce rather because that's the mm -hmm. thing from third edition uh -huh. where like uh, unless the enemy unit is uh, below 50 percent i think you can't break them in combat you push them back as mm -hmm. many inches as you won the combat by if you win the combat by three you push them three inches back so then the the battle lines move like back and forth i really like that i think that will be cool because it's so frustrating sometimes yeah. you know I have a huge unit. Oh, I lost the combat by a few, and I lose my uh, leadership tests, and the unit is wiped out. I mean, yeah. you you have those which just sometimes doesn't feel this doesn't make sense. Uh, this would make it more. I mean, I guess worn out. Uh, I mean, it will take more time in a way, right? It will be more of an attrition. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what units will be good at this because that's kind of. But I felt like they tried to offset with the uh, Steadfast in 8th mm -hmm. edition. And yeah. just the cavalry worse in general from 6th edition. Because 6th edition, you, you could have the instances where like uh, a big unit of cavalry charges you, like Bretonia. Mm. Uh, kills the front rank, you can hit back, and then you will almost certainly flee. And then you will get chased down because they're faster than you. Yeah, and that, that doesn't make, make sense. <laughs> no, like the whole unit just dies immediately. And you couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, so this will be cool that uh, yeah they'll stick around more. They'll yeah. still, I don't know, like still, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Like if you have a unit that's big enough to just absorb all of these things and then they would just like kept being pushed back mm -hmm. but still hold that enemy unit in place, that's also kind of powerful. Yeah, uh, you mean that some armies will use that to just have swarm the enemy maybe? Yeah. But then they say things about, like, oh, then you can lay traps, right? You're pushed back, but then you manage to flank at the same time or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking we'll be... there will be quite a learning process when, once we get uh, our hold, hold on of the, of the rules just to see what's mm. new and what's changed and what's completely, so completely different that we have to rethink the entire way we play yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. Speaking... This is something that could be big. But, but I just want to say that yeah. uh, I'm... Uh, uh, carefully optimistic about this part. I think. Yeah, I think it sounds good. And uh, I, I know for one uh, uh, another phase of the the entire 
battle that we have talked about before and that we got the question, I think we got the question even in one of our, like the Opposita Quell or something like that, about magic and how that will work in the old world. Given mm. that, uh, and also given that the setting is uh, before the Empire had the school, the school of magic, yeah, in Altorf, and it uh, seems like they've changed it up quite a bit. Given that, uh, majors are pretty much just making it up as they go go along. It seems, yeah, at least the Empire ones. <laughs> so, uh, just to quote the article, is the magic is integral to the game, though the mechanics of its use are simple. The untutored wizards of the old world practice strange laws of magic of their own devising, manipulating the winds of magic and crafting spells that suit their purpose. Which, while such recklessness might alarm some, it gives wizards freedom to cast a wide range of spells with ease. And uh, anyone of you want to mention what they have done to change the magic phase? They, well, they've removed it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But yeah, I'm. People seem upset about that. I, I'm not really, because I know magic is such a, a weird thing to put into a game mechanic, or like to to make into a game mechanic, and just like have a face where you, yeah, like what what is magic? First of all, it could be anything, like manipulating. Yeah, your weapons and uh, uh, casting fireballs, yeah. and, uh, like the the second sign of a moon in sixth edition, which is basically just uh, force using stuff, like uh, pushing the luck in your favor. Like things just run more smoothly. How, like all of these things, like how do you how do you make that into a thing in the game. Like mm -hmm. it's such a <laughs> magical thing. Like you can't really define it. So I, I mm -hmm. like I, I think this is this is fine. Like yeah. Because it will probably make it into uh, like abilities that you can use in the right circumstances. Mm -hmm. And yeah. which might also be like I don't know, if it's too much, it might turn into the the abilities in 40k which are super annoying. And because yeah. then you have like the what are they called command? You have command points that you spend yeah. on these abilities, and uh, like these abilities are only applicable in super uh, specific circumstances. Sometimes, like oh, you have to have this or that kind of unit, and they are performing this kind of action. And like okay, you just gotta go through my book, find out what this thing does, and then it's like huge description. And then reroll once. Okay, so I'm spending one point on that, and then I'm also using this ability. I can't use two of those same abilities at the same time, and then uh, just yeah. But annoying. as as it's written in the article, it seems more like they just uh, spread them out during the entire game, uh, having like in the move movement phase you can have movement abilities or movement hindering abilities, and in uh, mm. in the in the, the uh, like shooting phase, you'll have if fireballs. If there's a shooting phase, you have fireballs, that's what I said. And if in the close combat phase, you, you boost or boost uh, armor or boost weapons or debilitate yeah, the enemy armors or something like that. Yeah, augments and hexes in close combat. I mean, I mean that yeah. makes sense. And I guess you could still have a pool then of uh, yeah magic points to use, right? So you yeah. would, this is and what that, I have to use, or it's based on the wizard. I don't know. I just have to mention from the article itself this that. Uh, uh, Instead of uh, focus, the focus has shifted from keeping track of dice pools or hands of cards ah. onto the positioning of the wizards. 
So this means that players will have to plan ahead, moving their wizards as carefully as any other unit, both to ensure they can bring the magic to the right place at the right time, and to ensure they can counter the spells of enemy wizards. So, the, so oh. they can't just stand in the unit of archers or behind a unit uh, anymore and just cast uh, comets on people from a, and still be able to uh, negate, negate the movement or blind people, so to speak. I like that they might not be able to dispel things that happen somewhere else on the, the board, because that feels a bit tough sometimes. It's like, oh, I'll take my level yeah. four and he will dispel. Um, but but, uh, but obviously a high elf... Uh, Master Wizard should just be able to stand on the, board, <laughs> the board next door and just uh, cancel everything. Well, yeah, it, I feel like they should at least be the best wizards, right? Well, well that, that, was, uh, that was uh, pretty much what uh, Teclis did to uh, Malekith during the Battle of Finnebar Plains. He was just oh. on the other, other side of the battlefield, slowly <laughs> working on untangling all of the binding magics that held Malekith together. Yeah. Okay. And kept him, kept him from not burning. I mean, so I, obviously, I like so, not so, cool. obviously cool. so obviously, you could just uh, put him on one table in uh, in the in the gaming hall when you have a tournament <laughs> or event, and just uh, unbind um, any enemy on the other side of the hall. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Same with a master runesmith, of course. Hmm? No, but so so no more uh, pools of dice. Then I guess it will be. Oh, I have a level two wizard. He can have two abilities, and he can use yeah both of them. Every face, maybe, right? Or if you have think... spe- a specific uh, magic, pur- magic purpose, if it's like a buff wizard, or if it's a uh, yeah. wizard that is designed to cast fireball, or whatever. Yeah, but oh, well, yeah. So, but given that, do you think well, this is just speculation, of course? But uh, of course. will they go? Will you go away from randomizing the spells? Do you think it will be more like picking? Like this, this is my, you know, this is because that would make sense in a way. Like okay, this is my um, shooting mage. I just have them have him in this unit with archers, and he has fireball and blah blah blah, and and an augment that makes the archers better. Uh, I hope you pick it. Definitely. I mean, yeah, that would make sense, right? Because you could then it's a bit of a some yeah yeah list list well, building in. Techless hasn't been in the empire and said you can only use one school of magic at a time. Here are the eight spells you can use. At this point, so you said so. Pretty much, they can. They probably, if you have a wizard that's untrained, they probably just as a fluff point of view, they probably just learned as learned as it went along and not blown up at that point. Yeah. So they know that if I do this, I can uh, get another person to uh, drop their drop their item they're holding. If I do this, I can put them on fire. Yeah, something like that. But then, do you think in general there will be fewer lores of magic? Will they just have? Fewer spells that are just, you know, for everyone to use. Uh, because, uh, I mean, in 8th edition, there are so many floors of magic. There seem to be, uh, as if you used to go by the article, there seems to be none. Or that, they, yeah. that they're mixing and matching what, they yeah, can, so... what the character itself can use, rather than uh, a specific lore. This is not a fire mage or a shadow mage or anything. It's just, this is a mage that, can, that uses these four spells. Ah, that's, yeah. That's, but we probably would have I to wait and see. I think the lores are kind of empire-centric as well. Yeah, that, that, that's because uh, that's what all they were allowed to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a civil war. Use these, use these particular lores and all of the spells in them, or you will turn to chaos and become a spawn. Yep. 
Okay, but we're, so far we're all, uh, yeah, optimistic, right? Yeah. Exciting yeah. changes. I just have to, there, there really is some exciting changes that they are, that they are trying to mix uh, the classic uh, elements, uh, but also putting in some new and exciting uh, ways of playing the game. There's some new mm -hmm. uh, characteristics to it all. So just. Uh, that's uh, as I, as you said, and uh, well, I think we have said before. I am cautiously cautiously enthusiastic for this. Yeah, Just I will definitely give it happens. definitely give it a try. Uh, I mean, it will it might have a completely different feel from sixth edition or eighth edition, but then you know uh, maybe it's fun to play as its own thing, and then sometimes you feel, ah, oh, this time I want to play sixth edition, and you yeah, yeah. nice with variation. Made. Yeah. I think we mentioned this quite a lot of times. The old editions yeah. won't just uh, stop existing at the moment yeah. this is released. This is an entirely new game. It isn't uh, Warhammer 9th Age, so mm. to speak, yeah, exactly. or Warhammer 9th Edition, so to, to give it a proper edition title. Mm. But I have uh, to say that I am a bit worried that uh, worried within quotation marks because I would be quite happy if they changed them that there haven't been any Empire Spearmen. In any eleventh Empire Spearman, High Elf Spearman in any of the photos. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only it's only Island of Blood uh, uh, edition uh, Sea Guard. Oh, nice. Okay. So I mean, I'm just fearing that they're actually gonna replace the Spearman, and I'm gonna make make the Spearman in vain. Ah. Hmm. Yes, we will see. Problem. <laughs> the um, the mage on the last photo in that article is really really uh, gorgeously painted. Uh huh. There was one more thing in the in the article. Uh, well, okay. So coming back to the units and pushing and pulling and uh, how how wide they will be. I guess they just briefly said that they will be different. I mean, uh, the form. Well, how would it say that the formation will be as important as the deployment, basically. Or where to put the army, and that's cool. So you can, that would be cool if there is, as you said. I mean, you can have a um, a more narrow unit if you want to be more uh, movable, for example. And then maybe you could increase it if you want to uh, be more aggressive and decrease it to be defensive. I don't know. It would be nice if there are different bonuses for different uh, formations. I think that's cool. Um, and I, th I think it also said something that. Uh, characters will have a wider option of uh, equipment so i'm thinking because before you just have well you can take a champion right and then you get an extra attack mm -hmm. what if there now will be an a, you know oh well you have a unit of spearmen but you could give your champion a great sword a, 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 well a great weapon what would you guys think about that to have that sort of uh uh well, well flexibility just mention what is actually in the article, and that is combined with the freedom to create an ar and arm your characters. As you, you choose from a wide variety, wide range of options, players have a lot of strategic choices to make when building their units and writing the master list. Choices yeah. that will in turn inform their tactics on the battlefield. And that is uh, already a bit in 6th edition with uh, some of the honors for high elf characters. Okay. Like if you put the make him a white lion, you get the cloak, but they also make the unit you join stubborn. Oh, yeah, that. things like that. Yeah, that could be cool. Some uh, some flavor like that. I, I wouldn't mind if you could, you know. Oh well, okay. Uh, another. You... I just want to say like another uh, like theory is come out with this. And speaking of characters, 
is that like uh, people have been saying that we've only seen characters out of units and uh, people are saying like oh maybe you can't have characters in the units maybe they'll be out of units like they were in the now previous edition of 40k oh hmm, I'm not sure if I would like that <laughs> It seems but very strange, considering like their own. He's, he's going to rip that from uh, Warmaster. Then that would be lovely. Just have that uh, separate character rule, which makes sense in Warmaster, not so much in Warhammer. Mm. It might also be a good way to photograph all of the characters next to the units to make the art yeah. look really good on the table. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But um, well, okay, I in a way I like. It would be cool if you you know oh. For some reason, I took a bow here on my sword, <laughs> swordmaster, champion, uh, whatever. Uh, I think it could be fun because you could make up more uh, characters and things. But the thing I'm worried about: what if it just turns into um, 30k, where it's like, okay, every sergeant has artificer armor and a power fist, mm. or whatever, because that would be a bit boring. <laughs> I'll definitely think there will be like a superior option for each mm. army. Mm -hmm. uh, like dwarves, you definitely put like a great weapon and better armor, and mm -hmm. then there will be like the optimal build for sergeants if that was the case. Definitely, mm -hmm. I mean, it's always been like that in every Games Workshop game ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you do, do like six elf hives, you really, if you take a unit of swordmaster, you really have to take the magic item that gives. Uh, like uh, leadership uh, bubble or something like that. Uh, paradise. Uh, uh, yeah, that's for the banner. But then you can upgrade the uh, the the unit champion with an magic item as well. Mm. And then you can either give it like a leadership or uh, like a magic resistance or something to the unit champion. Well, if there's more variation, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, and I just have to give a shout out to uh, Luke, the Miss Lamatastic, who was on one of our episodes and uh, talked a bit, and uh, hope we can have him back someday. Just talking more with more time. That uh, one of his favorite models that he is, hasn't been able to purchase for a very long time is, in fact, front uh, in the center of the Empire and Orc uh, photo in the article. Oh, which and one is that? The uh, War Shrine. With a oh. giant gri griffin with ha with hammer, the oh, alternate okay. build the alternate build of the uh, what is it called the first Lumin version uh, the first version of the Luminarc I think it is that was an mm. alternate build to that one, mm. and it hasn't been available f since pretty much Eighth uh, Edition went out of uh, stock. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's coming back. Well, it's in the photo, probably is. Yeah, oh. this a it is a great kit. And I know that a lot of people just bought it and uh, just put it in a bag or something, and then they just used the Griffin as a terrain piece. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking forward to, Chris. The worst kit ever released for Hiles. One of the best beast boxes ever released for Hiles. <laughs> the Sky Cutter. <laughs> yeah. Flying boat thing. But that's just because I want parts of that for my Sea Guard army. Yeah. I want the I want the bolt throwers and just with some rangers and make like small man portable 
so to speak, or elf portable uh, bolt throwers uh, that would make more sense to drag along to a battlefield along inland from a ship than the entire uh, Eagle Claw. Uh, then have the boats for terrain uh, and the, the characters as a character bits for unit champions and uh, all the characters for the Seaguard army and the hawks as uh, eagles, of course. So I could get yeah. like two, two or three units out of one box, which is uh, quite a good deal. Then. Wait a minute! Those aren't giant eagles; they're giant hawks. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 Minus they're one still, strength. They're still about the size of the metal giant eagles, so. <laughs> <laughs> and not the massive giant eagles that I, that I currently own from uh, Lord of the Rings. Ah, yeah. Are they bigger? Well, I guess they're bigger than the... Yeah, ones. they are. They're quite a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. Giant, giant eagles. <laughs> Greater. Well, uh, I think... The, huh? What's the name of the, the big eagle? Guai here? Guai here. The prince of the eagles. Because obviously the eagles have princes. Where's the king? I don't think they have one. I think that's Gandalf. <laughs> Maybe that moth that he always yeah. has to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the film, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, but uh, should we sum this up pretty much that we are all just wanting to actually get to know more about the yes. game? Yes. Give us the game. Give us the models. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so we can yeah. get on with our lives. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Exciting things. Even though they haven't. Come on! When is it gonna drop? Yeah, maybe we should uh, do some more hobby articles and stuff for our Instagram and uh, Facebook page, and we can just uh, slowly build the hype for ourselves and uh, hopefully our, you, our listeners. Mm-hmm. And if uh, any listener have any thought or comments and uh, or just want to say hi, please say hi. Say hi. <laughs> do it. Also, we know, just want to mention uh, before we end this, uh, we do know that there haven't been a challenge for quite a few months now. That is uh, mainly because, well, it just just happened like that. Vacation. Uh, But uh, they might start, uh, they might, I'm going to say, might start one up uh, when uh, this hit, when the new new old world hits. There will also be, I'm going to spoil it this now, and uh, since I mentioned it on the podcast, it might actually happen. Yeah. Uh, there will be a challenge later this year uh, that might even have a price of some sort. Ooh, nice. Mm. Uh, I haven't discussed this with anyone else in the podcast, but now two of them know, know it well. <laughs> um, play a fantasy campaign and finish it. That could be the <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Uh, there will be a challenge. It's just uh, pretty much uh, this was so this was our anniversary episode for this. I think was this, mm. was this our fifth year this time? I think it was. Oh. Happy mm. birthday to us! Yeah. and so there might be something with that. It might be something released since there might be a release later this year of an entirely new new game that isn't mm. the Legion's Imperialis. Maybe. <laughs> Paint up an emperor class uh, dragon. <laughs> oh, B- build us an emp- emperor class titan. Oh yeah, 
in proper scale and not the ridiculous things people are building for 40k tables. Exactly. They aren't eight times the size of a Warlord Titan. <laughs> They're a hundred times the size of <laughs> three, I mean, a couple of Reavers and a couple of war, Warlords can kill an Empire ty class Titan. They aren't that big. Even though, for some reason, people portray them about six feet tall. I can't really <laughs> understand it. But that's not that's not this podcast. That's just... <laughs> that, Join that's us go. next week for Chris's uh, historical scale Titan podcast. Yeah. You, you mean the end of the rant about the Titan scale? <laughs> if we don't have uh, toilet empty toilet paper rolls as uh, blasters, it ain't a real emperor-sized Titan. Something if you like haven't that. if you haven't dressed your three year old up in tinfoil and put them on the table, you mean? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but just unit unit wise, what unit do you hope they re-release or release as something that's been in the fluff but not in the game? Just as end, end I hope they release metal models. That's like anything metal will make me happy. Hope they release plastic models. <laughs> Anything plastic will make me happy. <laughs> good answers, good answers. <laughs> but something ah oh, that's been uh, We need more time to think about that. Do you have something, Chris? That's been in the fluff that hasn't been. I'm just hoping that they actually do more than uh, more than a book for uh, the old the old world leading up to uh, the, the battle for uh, the, the, the well, the, the Great War Against Chaos, and actually mm -hmm. release other books for the, that goes around the same time for the rest of the setting, like yes, the the the, the battles that uh, the, the elves face on Alphon fi fighting other elves and marauders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, some cool campaign books would be perfect. Obviously, a new a new version of uh, Tyrion and Teclis. And not Teclis, uh, not Teclis dressed as Aladdin from uh, the Disney movie. <laughs> Is it so long ago that they will be noticeably younger? I guess not. It's so it then... is bef it is uh, right after Tyrion gets the armor of Anarion. He gets it before the Battle of Finnegan Plain. Uh, Teclis hasn't got all of his kit yet, but they do. He has most of most of it at that point. Uh -huh. And he is about to become the high mage of uh, Safri. Okay. So they're, they're still doing well. They're doing pretty good. Yeah, but they 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 do use the same gear in, uh, in the Great War Against Chaos uh, as they do in uh, every edition after that, so to speak. And yeah. that, so they they are really bad at uh, getting new loot. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you got the perfect stuff, you don't never need to. But you could just get new new stuff and then uh, transmogrify it to look like the old stuff. Wait, a uh, wait a that, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, if you guys are going to settle for plastic models and metal models, respectively, hmm? how about uh, we call this a night and let's see if we can get uh, Jimmy to join for next, next episode. That sounds good. Yes. And hear about his uh, adventures in Yavle. Hold on. So... Yeah, but oh, he has, probably has adventures in Yavle as well. But he's been at a big tournament. That's what we want to hear about. Maybe next episode. Who yeah. knows? 
did it play or did it not play or did he just get hung over we don't know yeah, we will see stay tuned for next episode when uh, Jimmy might talk about that and Krell might talk about uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and Jens might <laughs> talk about something and balls uh, on the Mantic Chimera that's what I want to know the fair what? enough the balls on the new Chimera oh yeah yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, so thank you so much for listening stay excited for fantasy And uh, it, it's been uh, lovely talking to you people. And uh, let's uh, see you in the next episode. Yes. Goodbye. The old world lives. It lives.